0: And welcome to the Chesapeake Connect podcast. I'm Tom Hall. Chesapeake Connect is an annual learning trip that brings together leaders from around Baltimore to explore best practices and programs in a peer region. It's organized by the Baltimore Metropolitan Council, the Council of Governments serving Greater Baltimore. The Council has organized trips to Cleveland, New Orleans, and Nashville in recent years. Today on the Chesapeake Connect podcast, we're talking about regionalism. How are leaders working across jurisdictions to build a stronger Baltimore region? Steve Wance is the chair of BMC's Board of Directors and a Carroll County Commissioner. He's also been on all
1: three Chesapeake Connect trips. Commissioner Wance, welcome. Thank you very much, Tom, and it is certainly a pleasure and an honor to be here. And Don
0: Fry is here as well. He is the president and CEO of the Greater Baltimore Committee, which is a sponsor of Chesapeake Connect. He's been on two Chesapeake Connect trips. Don Fry, welcome to you as well, sir.
2: Thank you, Tom. Greatly appreciate the opportunity.
0: So, Don, let's start with you. Both the Baltimore Metropolitan Council and the Greater Baltimore Committee have missions that are grounded in the idea of regionalism. So what does regionalism mean to you, uh, and why do you think it matters here in Baltimore?
2: Well, regionalism is very important. In fact, the Greater Baltimore Committee uh, started looking at regionalism uh, back in the early uh, 1990s, but became a regional organization prior to that uh, because initially we had been strictly Baltimore City, but of course, as time went on and you start seeing the population grow in the suburbs, uh, it became more important that regions are what drive the economy, uh, not individual jurisdictions. That's not the way it was back in the 50s when uh, Baltimore City maybe had 900,000 residents and uh, Howard County may have had 28,000 But regions are what drive the economy. But if we look around, we see that regions that have a strong central core uh, do better. And the Greater Baltimore Committee and the Baltimore Metropolitan Council for a number of years have done a state of the region report where we compare our region to 19 other areas to see what uh, our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. And I think the reality is why regionalism makes a difference is that you know geographic boundaries are strictly really artificial lines on a map. Uh, the programs, the challenges, the issues that exist to all of our jurisdictions, uh, they cross boundary lines. Uh, so we all have the same issues, but we just have maybe have them to a different uh, degree. And it's important for us to work together regionally uh, so we can address those challenges. <laughs>
0: And Steve Wentz, uh, you are the chair of the Baltimore Metropolitan Council Board of Directors, and of course you serve as a uh, county commissioner in Carroll County. What's your take on regionalism? Uh, what does it mean to you, uh, and is it a driving force uh, behind some of the work that you're doing?
1: So uh, thank you again, and, and uh, it's it, it's certainly wonderful to be here and, and and talk about the importance of regionalism and the importance of the BMC. Uh, look, it's 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 quite clear that, and it's been proven uh, that if you look at things from a broader uh, aspect, uh, you can certainly be more efficient and be more effective. And uh, it's interesting to me, you know, we're we're here in Carroll County, and I've had folks say to me, "Well, what does it matter what's happening in Howard or county, or or what's happening in Baltimore City?" Why is that so important? And it's important because many of the decisions that we, as elected leaders, uh, make, uh, are, are rely on uh, working with uh, in a collaborative effort effort with with uh, our folks in other jurisdictions uh, to see what they're doing, and that makes us stronger and helps us make uh, really good decisions as well. You know, it's interesting as I travel around. And uh, before COVID, of course, and hopefully we'll get back to that at some point. But when when folks ask where you are in Maryland uh, and and I say, well, I I live in Carroll County and and we're in the Westminster area, they'll kind of look at you and go, okay. But then you say Baltimore and you tell them where you are in reference to where Baltimore is in the state. And then they start shaking their head and go, oh, okay, we've got it. So there's it's no mystery that that Baltimore really drives the engine uh, of the state of Maryland, and that's very important to remember. So anything that we can do uh, to be in this together, to help one another, and and share ideas and, and get to a good common theme makes us all better. And I think that's really, really important, and I think that's probably uh, the, the, the most important message that we can get when we're talking about the regional aspect Uh, here in the state of Maryland.
0: And Don Fry, um, can you give us some examples of the kinds of local issues that you think most benefit from a regional approach?
2: I think there's a number of them that uh, would be benefit. Uh, one that clearly comes to mind and one I think that everyone in the region cares significantly about is transportation. Uh, we can't necessarily have effective uh, transportation if we look at it strictly from a individual jurisdiction perspective uh, because people are moving back and forth between all the, all the counties, uh, whether for employment purposes or just for uh, entertainment or just uh, life experiences. So, that's a major issue and I think that we've seen uh, some great efforts uh, moving forward from a regional perspective on uh, transportation. The other one that I think is really comes to mind is something that the Baltimore Metropolitan Council and the Greater Baltimore Committee have been engaged in focuses on workforce. Uh, a couple years ago, the Baltimore Metropolitan Council did a, uh, a family supporting jobs report uh, that talked about what we need to do from a jobs creation perspective. And then recently, the Greater Baltimore Committee uh, did a report on looking at what are the growth sectors in the next 10 years? Uh, those would be health care, business services, IT, and construction. Now, the reality is that all counties are going to benefit uh, when we have a strong business we have strong businesses and strong industry sectors. And a key to a successful business is workforce. So every jurisdiction uh, sees the citizens going back and forth between jurisdictions. And it's important that uh, we figure out that how we work together so that all those jurisdictions can benefit by having a quality and a quantity of the workforce that we need. Uh, to be successful moving forward, so I think that one is the one that hits me most now as an area we have great opportunity uh, to work together collaboratively and see great success, uh, both economically as well as from a job creation and a job retention perspective.
0: And Commissioner Wance, uh, you know Don mentions the uh, importance of workforce, transportation, those kinds of things. What uh, strikes you as the the issues or two that uh, you think are particularly ripe for? a a real regional collaboration.
1: So Don, Don hit, Don certainly hit the important ones. And, uh, it comes to light here in Carroll, because I can tell you while we've seen a huge uptick in our economic growth here in Carroll, uh, we still have a lot of folks that travel outside of our area, uh, to, to go to those, to, to go to those jobs, uh, in, in Baltimore city, in Baltimore County, uh, and the surrounding jurisdictions. So, you know transportation and uh, is is one of the most important important ones. Uh, I do also believe, and of course, with my background, everyone expects me to say this, and that certainly is the the public safety aspect of uh, of looking at, at at our region as well. Uh, you know, recently, uh, the Baltimore Metropolitan Council uh, put on uh, on on their staff an emergency management position. And uh, talk about beneficial and talk about timely uh, because they did that prior uh, to the pandemic that we are that we are currently dealing with. Uh, But public safety, I believe, is the number one priority uh, for elected officials to ensure that our citizens are safe, ensure that our citizens can be can go from one jurisdiction to the other, ensure that they're able to get to their job and back. Uh, on, on the right roads uh, with 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 the right uh, folks that are that are protecting them, and I think that's really a huge aspect. Uh, we're also looking right now uh, regionally at a lot of the uh, challenges that we have with broadband, and you know that also is an important factor because not only does it affect us here uh, in Carroll, it affects us all across the region, and you know certainly the fact that folks are working from home or uh, the the school systems and in, in many uh, jurisdictions have have seen challenges. You know that that internet, that broadband aspect of of, of living is really, really important now. So uh, together, uh, we've been working uh, on that as well, and uh, ensuring that that we bring the best that we can to our citizens uh, to provide them with a, with the higher quality of life there. So, They would be two of the other ones that I would add on. But again, transportation, I think Don hit it on the head. That's probably number one on the list.
0: Yeah, and Don, you know, it's interesting that there's sometimes a a disconnect between the rhetoric around regionalism and the actuality of regionalism. It's one thing, and it's kind of easy to say, you know, we're stronger together and uh, we should put self-interest aside for the greater good. But in reality, uh, convincing governments and institutions to work across Jurisdictional lines can really be a challenge sometimes. So, what are some of the barriers that you have faced? Some of the examples, perhaps, of, of pushback you've heard uh, against a regional approach?
2: Well, I'm not so sure necessarily that it's pushback, although you heard the commissioner mentioned earlier that some people uh, may ask him what differences that make to Carroll County as far as what's happening in a specific jurisdiction. So there's always that natural question. That sort of goes along with just politics in general. Uh, the reality is is that we do have uh, different jurisdictions. Uh, the political structure is different in, in those jurisdictions, although five of them have a county executive form of government. Uh, Carroll County has a county commissioner's form of government. So the fact is that uh, each one of those has its own, they're elected for their own reasons of what they do inside their jurisdiction, not necessarily what they do from a regional perspective. Uh, we're fortunate, though, that we've got many uh, exec- many elected officials who do care about it from a regional perspective, like Commissioner Wance does. But the other part of it is that each jurisdiction is different. It has its own different makeup, its own different constituency, its own uh, different dynamics of what controls the agenda. And the other part of it is, is that because you're dealing with elected officials, officials uh, and hoping that they're staying and purposely uh, moving in regional direction. There is a transition that occurs through elections on a you know, fairly frequent basis, Then, then you have to bring new people along that maybe did not uh, really understand or embrace that concept. Uh, you know, I think we're talking about partnership. And uh, I was told a long time ago that partnerships are difficult because they require a collaboration and cooperation, and those are two unnatural act, human acts. So I think from that perspective, that's what makes some of the regionalism implementation more challenging than some would expect.
0: Yeah, unnatural acts indeed, Commissioner Wentz. Um, what's your perspective? I mean, from your uh, uh, point of view as as a county commissioner, uh, and as as Don Fry mentioned, it's a, a county commissioner form of government different from any of the other jurisdictions. Um, do your constituents uh, care uh, about regional goals and and regional aspirations? Uh, is it front of mind for them? Is it a, a tough
1: sell? What do you think? Uh, it can be at times because look, uh, there's there's. There, there, there is loyalty to uh, to to regions, and you know the electeds certainly have that loyalty to their regions. Uh, but one of the things that I am most impressed with with my colleagues, and there are five commissioners here, so essentially there are five county executives in Carroll. If you want to look at it like that, uh, but it I'm I'm impressed with the fact that all of them have embraced uh, the fact that we really must work together uh, in a regional approach in order to get things done in this area. And, you know, your question hits spot on with the importance of, uh, the Chesapeake connect program, because that program that we, we get together with and, 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 and bond together does that very thing. It, it puts the electeds together, uh, in, in a, in a venue that is is typically not a meeting room or on or, or on a dais somewhere where you can really reach down and say, okay, so you guys do it this way, we do it this way. Um, tell me why you do it that way. I'll tell you why we do it that way. And many times when you when you enter into those discussions, uh, you will really get some great ideas, and you'll you'll actually influence one another on you know what. Uh, gosh, that's a great idea the way you guys are doing that. So. Uh, It it can be a little bit of a burden, uh, but we are involved here in Carroll, uh, the five commissioners in many uh, of the regional uh, uh, departments and programs that are provided. And we make it a priority and we actually talk about it at most every session about our experiences uh, when we're working with our colleagues in the region. And, you know, when you do that, folks start nodding. In a positive fashion, and go. You know what? There's great value to that, and we see that. So uh, that's it's very important. It can be challenging at times, but we really put an emphasis on it here. Yeah, and Don Fry, I
0: think uh, the commissioner makes a great point about the value of the networking and the uh, the idea sharing that goes on uh, through the Chesapeake Connect. Trips uh, and the Baltimore Metropolitan Council. Um, when it comes to the ideas and the the issues that folks are talking about, um, what's that? What do you see uh, as uh, being at the forefront of the Greater Baltimore Committee's mission these days? Well,
2: Tom, there's a number of matters that are uh, very have risen to the uh, top of our agenda. Uh, one obviously deals with racial equity and social justice, uh, and a topic that has gained. Considerable focus and attention, as need be, uh, during the last year. It's one of our top uh, priorities. Uh, looking forward and seeing what we can do to assist businesses uh, to adapt and to be uh, more inclusive uh, moving forward. That's something that's very important. Uh, we're not going to be the total change agents of this, but I think the business community does have a role to talk about the importance of racial equity and social justice uh, in business as well as in society. Uh, I mentioned work workforce. Uh, We issued this report uh, last uh, November, Uh, so there's about 60 recommendations in this report. It's a regional report. It would benefit the entire region. I think you're going to see us spending a lot of time moving toward implementation uh, of that workforce report and recommendations contained in it. Uh, Transportation has always been a hallmark of the Greater Baltimore Committee, and I think uh, there will be opportunities for us to uh, uh, advocate and also uh, work toward a a regional plan uh, moving forward, and and again, look look forward to working with uh, the Baltimore Metropolitan Council and Commissioner Wentz and others on that issue, something that's very important because it's key to economic growth and job creation. If you can't move people, goods, and services, uh, that certainly affects your economic growth. And then the other one I think I would say that we've been focusing a fair amount is all the different uh, aspects dealing with the COVID pandemic and the impact that it's had on businesses. Not necessarily on reopening of businesses, which is clearly important, but how do we help them recover? And particularly, how do we help small and minority businesses? Because oftentimes, they don't have the Luxury of having large staff or even large resources to help them. So, what can we do to assist them uh, to get uh, to recover to where they were prior to the pandemic? And I think that's something that's uh, critically important over the next year, 18 months.
0: And, Commissioner Wance, over the past few decades, Carroll County has grown tremendously from a, a rural community to a suburban jurisdiction in ways it's starting to resemble its neighbors in uh, Howard and Baltimore counties. What has that growth meant for Carroll County and for your relationship to the rest of the Baltimore metro region?
1: So it it, it means a lot, and it means uh, that we are starting to see challenges that we really didn't recognize before. Uh, infrastructure is one of the big ones, and you've heard Don talk about the importance of the transportation aspect, uh, that the BMC brings, uh, to the table. And, you know, we, we, uh, as you get more people, uh, you need better roads, you need bigger roads, and, uh, you need to be able to get folks from, from point A to point B. So, uh, you know, that, that is one of the, the, the primary aspects of, of, of ensuring that, that, uh, we provide those needs. Public safety is another one, and you see it, uh, there's, there's a struggle, uh, and there are challenges with public safety, especially when it comes to law enforcement. Uh, we're, we're, we're seeing an uptick in, in, in challenges there, and uh, you know, the aspect of being able to, to uh, see what our colleagues are doing in the other jurisdictions, uh, gosh, that is so very important, uh, those two things, I think are are some of the biggest challenges that we're seeing. And then you know, really, uh, we' as we see the growth in 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 our population here, uh, you need to bring uh, jobs to the area so that folks have the opportunity if they if they don't want to travel, uh, to be able to 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 make a good living here uh, in in the place where they are. So that you get that aspect of live, work, and play uh, that really comes in handy. So, you know, they're they with growth bring brings challenges, and that's one of the great things that I see uh, about the Baltimore Metropolitan Council and about groups like uh, like Don is involved in with the Greater Greater Baltimore. Uh, you know that relying on 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 uh, agencies and departments like that really is beneficial for those of us that are, that are seeing the challenges as we grow. And uh, that's, growth can be, can be good if, you, if it's managed correctly, if you've got good open space and provide a, a great place like all of our jurisdictions are attempting to do. Uh, it's a win-win, quality of life. That's very, very important to our citizens.
0: Yeah. And Don Fry, uh, before you took the reins at uh, the GBC, you represented Hartford County in the state legislature. Uh, What did that time teach you about the, the challenges of striking a balance between government and business needs, for example, as an elected official?
2: I think one of the things I learned was that, uh, you know, both government elected officials and business executives uh, certainly do uh, care to make sure that things are better and that we see best practices uh, that are utilized. They don't necessarily fully appreciate uh, the working of each other. Um, I think, uh, obviously, as as a former elected official, I think I can say that there was always a sense of urgency to solve a problem, but don't necessarily fully appreciate the actual workings of how a legislative action could impact a business operation. A large majority of legislators uh, are not or have not been in managing a business and don't have that full appreciation of what's involved. At the same time, I think uh, you know business leaders recognize the desire to find solutions, but if they see something presented that doesn't fully appreciate the impact on their business, there's some resistance. So you need to overcome that resistance through communication and sharing of ideas. Uh, one of the things that we created a number of years ago at the Greater Baltimore Committee uh, was a report called Gaining a Competitive Edge. And in that, we laid out what are sort of the eight key pillars for economic growth and job creation. So whenever we submit testimony to the legislature, we always reference how that particular bill either is consistent with or inconsistent with one of those key pillars for economic growth and job creation. I think that helps provide that bridge and fill that gap between legislators who want to do the right thing, but also don't necessarily fully appreciate it. And also business leaders who sometimes don't fully recognize the various challenges or pressures that are on elected officials. So it's clearly a balancing act uh, and it does require, but with communication and uh, education and understanding, uh, you can really see both of them working together to find real solid solutions to problems that are presented.
0: Yeah, and uh, Steve Wentz. Before you were elected to the Car- Carroll County Commission, you spent 30 years with the Baltimore County Fire Department. Um, how did that experience shape your approach to government and to serving as an elected official?
1: So uh, that's that's uh, you know that that question is uh, is is so packed full of information that I could give to you. Uh, I'm going to date myself here real quickly. Uh, back in 1976, uh, I was a, a music major in college, and uh, I stayed local here. And it, you know, I, for some reason, uh, there was there was always this emphasis to give back to your community, and do something for your community. So, uh, I joined a local volunteer fire department back in 1976, and uh, really fell in love with uh, with what that did. And what that means, and I, I say that because typically when someone calls nine one one for for either the fire department or, or police department, it's not because they're having a good day. It's probably because they're because they're having uh, a really really bad day. And you know, being able to 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 work together uh, with your peers to help folks through a difficult time, uh, to give back. Uh, to To use problem solving and 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 uh, common sense approach to to fixing and helping folks uh, is one of the best things that I think uh, you can get as a basis for becoming an elected official. And uh, I had the the incredible opportunity uh, to work in that field. Uh, I continue to this day, even though I don't have a whole lot of time for that, but. It allowed me to get that base, if you will, of what it truly means to help folks in their time of need. And uh, that has always uh, been with me. It continues to be with me as I reach out and do constituent service. And I think that's really, really important. Remembering where your roots are and remembering that base, using those values that were instilled in you to help folks and get them to a place that they feel better about themselves and their quality of life goes up. So um, it was a it was a great experience.
0: Well, that's well said, and I can't help but uh, also comment, uh, Commissioner Wance, that in 1976, I was a music major in college as well. So, <laughs> you know, here we are. <laughs> so it, and, you, and and what?
1: And, in, in
2: 1976, I was listening to a lot of music in college. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Tom. To be very honest, my my dream was to have a three hundred person college band underneath of me, um, and didn't work. Now I've got I don't know how many constituents you know that are yeah. relying on. So you've got a few more than three hundred, right? <laughs>
0: well, dreams you know change and and you know uh, they can be malleable sometimes. Um, so there you so, go. Uh, so Don Fry um, through this pandemic. Uh, As we have all uh, learned, some households, some jurisdictions have been able to weather the storm better than others. When we think about post-COVID rebuilding as a region, uh, how can we address some of the inequities that the last 12 months have brought to the surface? You touched on this earlier, but let's expand on that a little bit more.
2: Well, I think there's a number of issues uh, that have come to the forefront that we need to be paying attention to. Commissioner Wines talked about one of them being, being of course, the need for broadband expansion. We need to make sure that that's addressed because that certainly affects everyone, not only from an educational perspective, but even a job uh, job, career, job perspective, either from a just working from home or even partially working from home, but also even finding employment moving forward. Yeah, I don't think we know all of the problems, all the inequities that exist, but I think the key is going to be for our elected officials and i think that they certainly are moving in this direction to focus on those areas that maybe in particular people in their respective jurisdictions that have been disproportionately affected whether it be just because of uh, the, the income perspectives or whether it's transportation or location So how do we really help those people who have been inequitably affected by this COVID? I think it's gonna require also just strong advocacy from everyone working together in collaboration to deal with the challenges. The challenges are likely the same in each jurisdiction. There's just a different magnitude of what that problem is in throughout the region. And I think the commissioners by working, the commissioners and the county executives by working together and working in collaboration with uh, BMC and also with the group Groups like the Greater Baltimore Committee, uh, we can find programs and initiatives uh, to try to bring about uh, some of the balancing uh, to try to help people recover uh, quicker than uh, what may be if we're not entirely focused on the issues.
0: And uh, Commissioner Wance, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you have been on all three of the Chesapeake Connect trips. What have they taught you about regionalism and uh, what do you think are some of the specific policies or programs that you've learned, uh, you know, the the policies that
1: that have really stuck out to you? Well, one of the great things that I have seen uh, on these trips is is the fact that that hands down the impactful collaboration uh, that we have seen uh, with with not only those of us that traveled together uh, to these areas, but what we have taken from those that have changed, uh, Cleveland and New Orleans and Nashvilles of the world, uh, and and what they've brought to the table to to get to a good place, I think, uh, you know that that cooperation and collaboration, as Don uh, said previously, uh, really really priceless. And another thing that I like to always bring up is uh, the BMC does an incredible job on these trips to 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 uh, to not only show. The downtown areas, but get out into the surrounding jurisdictions, uh, which is very important to me, and see what's happening, and see how the rural comes together uh, with the suburban, and how they how they marry, and how they how they make things happen together. Uh, you know, really quick, uh, you know, the Cleveland trip, I, I will never forget the the Edwin's experience. There's a restaurant there uh, that provides a dining experience, uh, and it's a non not not-for-profit model of training housing and employing individuals returning from incarceration Uh, i actually have in one of my municipalities here in carroll they're working on that very thing right now and that's as a result of uh me talking about it and and they're looking at that uh i think uh, don uh, will he and i always talk about this when we get together Uh, we were able to to uh visit the new orleans police department when we went to New Orleans and, and to see uh, the great things that they did, uh, that they did and are still doing to turn that city around. Uh, we weren't supposed to t- talk to the police chief in New Orleans at the time. But lo and behold, he came in, and introduced himself and stayed the entire time uh, with us during that three hour uh, session with them. And then lo and behold, what happened? He became the police commissioner in Baltimore City. So talk about bringing something from Uh, the programs there's a perfect example and then finally in Nashville one of the things that I loved was uh, there's a place called uh, Bell's Bend an old school farm and that's outside of Nashville and they uh, actually do green space and um, they they do healthy communities they provide sustainable jobs with a sustainable farm and that really is something that that is happening in our jurisdictions here three great prime examples of, of the, uh, the advantage and you know, the, the, the great experiences uh, that we have seen uh, with the Chesapeake uh, Connect program.
0: Yeah, those are three really great examples. And Don Fry, let's give you the last word um, with the same question. You have been on two of the Chesapeake Connect trips. What are some of the things that impressed you on those trips? And what are other areas doing about regionalism that can be instructive to us here in this region?
2: the greater ballroom community has been uh, proud and honored to be a sponsor of the chesapeake connect and i think uh Baltimore Metropolitan Council has done a great job, as Commissioner mentioned, in organizing those and bringing people together. I think that's one of the things that I learned more than anything else, not exactly with a program or a policy, but the fact that there's people throughout the Baltimore region who really do care about regionalism and want to see things work together. Uh, Commissioner Wentz talked about uh, the New Orleans uh, Police Department and the conversations we had there, uh, but we learned so much there about all the infrastructure changes that had to occur after uh, Hurricane Katrina and the impact that it had on New Orleans uh, and actually from a personal note the Commissioner Wentz and I ended up uh, sitting side by side on the flight back uh, from New Orleans and had a great opportunity to learn about each other and how we uh, uh, agreed with many issues even though we probably did not have a chance to uh, talk that much but the other problem the other issues I think that really came to mind and I think we saw it in Nashville uh, was about how a region can come together and have have a united message about what its uh, its goals or missions are within that region. It's not easy. Uh- but it can be done. And if you work hard, you can find common ground to address those uh, challenges that are out there and you can do so in a way that everybody can work together and it can be sustainable and beneficial for your region. So I think even that's sort of a messaging point uh, is something that we learned that sometimes you think, well, it's tough to come up with one common theme. Well, the reality, it is difficult, but at the same time it can be done. And I think that's a good positive message to take from these trips.
0: Yeah, no doubt that the work of the BMC and these uh, Chesapeake Connect trips, very valuable in so many ways. That's Don Fry. He is the president and CEO of the Greater Baltimore Committee, which is a sponsor of Chesapeake Connect. Mr. Fry, always a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Carroll County Commissioner Steve Wance is the chair of the Baltimore Metropolitan Council's Board of Directors. Thank you for joining us as well, sir.
1: Appreciate it. Tom, thank you. It's good to hear about your music background, and I wish everyone to be safe and uh, utilize best practices as we get through this pandemic. It's been an honor. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: And we wish the same for you. The Chesapeake Connect podcast is produced by the Baltimore Metropolitan Council with assistance from WYPR. The Baltimore Metropolitan Council works collaboratively with our region's elected executives to identify mutual interests and develop collaborative strategies, plans, and programs that improve our quality of life and economic vitality. BMC's member jurisdictions include Baltimore City and Anne Arundel, Baltimore, Carroll, Harford, Howard, and Queen Anne's counties. For more information, please visit baltometro.com. Dot org. Our producer is Mark Gunnery. On our next episode of the Chesapeake Connect podcast, I'll talk to Howard County Executive Calvin Ball and Aaron Tamarchio, the Senior Vice President of Corporate Affairs at TradePoint Atlantic, about the region's evolving economy from the port to the high-tech sector. Until then, I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for connecting.